Welcome to Following the Way. We're a podcast that's all about following Jesus and learning his way for our lives. We believe that scripture reveals this way and invites us to follow. We're glad you're with us as we seek together. This is day three of our Holy Week devotional, Wednesday, midweek. And I was thinking about something as I was preparing for today and just the profound impact it, that I believe it has on us when we are walking through the scriptures that are in alignment with this week and exactly what Jesus was walking through that makes our journey towards Good Friday and Easter Sunday that much more rewarding as we understand perhaps to greater depth, and I hope so, the impact of the resurrection for our lives. And so to begin today, I want to read from John 13, starting in verse 1 to verse 20. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who is bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his utter garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I am then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. Jesus says here that he knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world. And that 
phrase that he uses there, and he uses this at various times in the Gospels, the hour or his hour, it means his time or a season, actually, is another meaning for that word in the Greek. And we know that Jesus lived with this anticipation of this coming hour in his life. Jesus knew now that his time on earth was quickly coming to an end, that he was about to walk through something very, very painful and full of suffering. And I got thinking about this and I thought, you know, we, we find ourselves in a strange and, and really unexpected season right now. We, we did not live in anticipation of this time that we are currently in amidst this pandemic, amidst the, the spreading of this coronavirus. And yet God has brought us into a season that is hard and it calls us to trust the Father. And, you know, as I was preparing today, I, I realized, well, and was experiencing actually that it's just, it's been a hard day. There's things that have, have even been coming out today that are, are difficult. And again, they're hard to reconcile and we can't um, understand everything that's happening around us. And this, when it came to Jesus, knowing that his hour was at hand, when he speaks of this hour and, and when we when we think about this end, this departure that he's speaking of would begin with the cross. Hanging over all these words is the realization that this season of for Jesus would culminate in the cross. None of this, though, was unexpected for Jesus. And it didn't come upon him without warning. Jesus was not in any way caught unaware of these events that he was walking through. And so we find ourselves, though, in the midst of stay-at-home orders and being told to self-isolate and being told to that we need to social, social distance. And we understand that. But when you think back, even a month ago, just a month ago, what we're walking through right now seemed unfathomable. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't something that we even remotely expected at the beginning of March. And yet Jesus, he knew precisely how this season would end for himself. We, we struggle largely with this pandemic. One of the, the biggest challenges for us is that we do not know how it will end. We do not know where this is all going to go. And that sense of the unknown and that loss of control is very, very unsettling for many of us. And yet this control that we believe that we've lost, it's really just a perceived loss of control because we've actually never had any more control than right now. But we have to remember that what we find ourselves in the midst of right now, Jesus knows precisely how it will end. Just like he knew precisely how this week, the Holy Week would end for him. He knows precisely what he's doing and where this is all going. And that is very, very comforting for us actually in many respects. You know, I recall various difficult circumstances in my life that I've, I've had to walk through and many of us 
will be able to recall difficult circumstances. And what I realize is that my inclination is to become very inward focused in those times. That the temptation is that it's about my survival. And truthfully, we very well might feel that right now. That we're feeling this inclination and maybe even increasingly that this is really about my survival or about the survival of my family. And that really is the most important thing. Many will, will think this way. And yet the way of Jesus, following the way of Jesus, calls us to something remarkably different. It says there in the words that we just looked at, that having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. It's such a profound and comforting verse. It means, to the end means to the fullest extent possible, or that this is a love that is without limit. There is no limit to the depths to which Jesus would go for his disciples or for us. He loves us without limit. And it says there that Jesus knew Having known that the Father had given all things into his hands, he knew that. And knowing that he had come from God and knowing that he was going back to God, Jesus understood the full picture of what was happening. And he had known that for a long time. We know that from reading in other parts of the Gospel. John 3 is an example that Jesus had known this. But he really needed to know this now for himself in these specific days. Now, think about what we as his followers, those of us who follow Jesus, what do we know? If we read on in John, we see in John 14 that we have the promise of Jesus' presence with us. That he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. We are not left on our own to try and survive this world or survive this pandemic. We are not left alone at all. And we also know that those who love Jesus, we are told that we will be loved by the Father himself. And that this love that we have that is given to us and poured inside of us, it's actually meant to be poured out to others. And we also then, if we read on in John 17, we read that we are guarded by Jesus, that he will actually guard us throughout our lives. But especially in these times, we can have confidence we are guarded. And we also know that Jesus promises to fulfill his joy in us. Knowing all these things, Jesus, despite his situation, despite the season of suffering that he was walking through, and I, I cannot even begin to fathom the emotions that Jesus was feeling during this week as he knew what was going to come before him. But because he knew who he was, because he knew who he was in the Father, Jesus looked to the needs of others here. For a rabbi to wash his disciples' feet was scandalous. It, it, there's, it's nothing short of scandalous. And consider that Jesus, he begins to do this as he's walking through all this suffering that he's walking through. Verse 21, we didn't read it, but it says there again that he was troubled in his spirit. So in the midst of this, Jesus is again in great distress in himself. And yet he rises and he goes to serve his disciples. 
the, the washing of feet was scandalous because it was actually the job of the very lowest servant. Years later, as John is writing this, you can, he's, he's recalling what was happening here in vivid detail. Like, he was recalling how remarkable this was, what Jesus had done in those moments. And it must have, it would have struck the disciples as, what is he doing? This was not Jesus just having the image of a servant. He didn't have another servant prepare the bowl for him. And he didn't do, do token foot washing. No, he got up, he took off his robe, he took he put on a servant's towel. He poured the water. In every way, Jesus was completely given to the task that he was doing for his disciples. And what we see is that the way of Jesus is total surrender. That Jesus models that the, his way is complete humility. Jesus rose from supper, it says, and it gives us this picture as he rose from his throne in heaven to come to earth. Jesus laid aside his garments as he laid aside his glory to serve his father on this earth. And Jesus poured water into the basin as he poured out his blood so that we could be freed from the power of death and sin and be redeemed. And so what do we take from all this? Well, verse 15, I think, is one of the the clearest implications and applications for us. We are called to follow the example of Jesus. Jesus clearly says to his disciples and to us, this is the way that you are to walk out being a servant. This was not a small ask. This was scandalous what he had done. And now he was asking his disciples to do the very same thing for one another and for others. But this is the way of Jesus to lay aside our agendas and to serve the needs of others. It is the call to live sacrificial lives, whatever the cost. So perhaps you're listening to this and you're reading along and perhaps you actually, wherever you are, you need to hear the extent to which Jesus loves you, that he loves you without limit, that there is no limit, there's no depth, to the extent of his love that he has for you. Perhaps you need to learn from his example of servanthood, despite hardships and suffering that you're walking through, despite what we're walking through right now. We Perhaps we need to hear that this is the way of Jesus, that the way of Jesus is complete surrender. Or perhaps you need to see who Jesus truly is, that Jesus is the Savior of the world, and that Jesus is the Savior that you need yourself. I pray that whatever you need to hear, that as you have read these words, and as you ponder them, and as you immerse yourself in the word this week, that you will hear the words of Jesus that your soul needs to hear. May you be blessed today as you follow the way of Jesus. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay.